<laughs> What's up, y'all? Happy Monday. Welcome back to Chill to Action on the Call to Action Network. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on this Monday night. Uh, we have, as always, my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Denuzio. It's me. It's me. It's PLD. Always glad to be here to hang out on Chill to Action. And we got a great guest today, Danny. That's right, y'all. Tonight we have former champion, Mr. Big Time, Ethan Irwin. How are we doing tonight, sir? Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you folks? Where, where are you all at? I'm in Texas. And I'm upstate New York. So we got oh. the whole gamut of the country between the Splendid. three. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Ethan, you're in California, correct? I am indeed. I'm in Hollywood, California. Yes, very nice. Ethan, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight on Monday. As usual, we always like to ask our guests the very first question, and that's always, why Schmodown? What got you into the Schmodown, and how did you get involved with this crazy thing on the internet? Uh, a dare, I think, honestly. Uh, I, I, I worked with Christian for a number of years, and... Um, you know, he was asking me to do it for a while. And I was like, no, why would I do that? No, never. No interest. <laughs> and and then he and, th and then he, I had me, you know, watch a few and do the uh, the free-for-all, which I guess two, two years ago now. Uh, and I was like, hey, this is actually pretty cool. And there's a lot of great people. And it was, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, it is probably the only place that I can ever use 90% of my knowledge. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's happened about right with all of us at this point. So that's why all the fans do the same thing as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you've made your debut in 2018. We've seen you play some singles. We've seen you play some teams, live matches, exhibition matches. Do you have a favorite match so far that you've played in? Oh boy, I mean, I, they've all been fun. I, you know, as as even though I, I didn't ultimately, you know, prevail, I really did enjoy the New York one like a year ago. I thought right. was 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 great. Just feel all that energy and and uh, and I went to school in New York. I met my wife there, and you know, uh, it, so it's always fun to go back. Um, it was yeah, it was great. It was just like it was like top tier competition. I loved the and the one before that against Roca. I guess where I won was was <laughs> emotionally and psychologically more satisfying. <laughs> Uh, that great that me match in New York was phenomenal. I was definitely I was alive for that one, and uh, that was. One of the best matches I've seen in my life. So, props to that. So, thank you. <laughs> Definitely. Now you mentioned Roca. You mentioned Roca. You have a match coming up against Mr. John Roca. I do at some point in the near future. I don't know exactly when. I've offered to do it just like this, but apparently, <laughs> apparently, we're not doing that. <laughs> so, uh, have you been? You said you're, you're famous for not training. You've always said that. Had. Now that you're coming for the belt again, has that changed your aspect at all? Are you looking at books a little bit more? I, I don't. I just uh, – but I, by virtue of the fact that it's also my job, I, I – it just sort of – I just pick it up, and I have to watch movies for my job as a movie producer and as a writer. I have to, you know, be up on everything that's going on. So I, so I don't have to just kind of – study and and i've said this before and and i say this about people who are very successful um like smets but you know when you do and and he's look clearly it speaks for himself because he is a champion but my feeling is you should do it like it, it's what you know versus it, otherwise it might as well be state capitals or like anything else if you're just doing if it's just sheer drilling if it's just sheer like flashcards. Um, but again, uh, he's got a belt and I don't, so what do I know? <laughs> I, uh, 
but yeah, no, I, I, I just like I know what I know, and if I don't know it, it's like in the match against Dan. I, if, I did not know the answer, and I don't feel bad about it. It's it's not like I forgot it. It's just it was not there, and that's okay. I'm all right with it. Well, once you lose your, once you have been a champion, everything else can be a secondary at that point. You've already got that belt once. You know you can get it again. Yes. Yeah, and and no, but I, I and also I just I feel like it's impossible to know how much what to study. There's just so much. Um, I the one thing I did do is Bateman. Advise what he advised me before I did the Merle match, which was I ended up we on the on the flight over. My wife and I we drilled the all the Academy Award winning films from '65 to the present, and I don't even think that came up. Maybe one question it helped me on. It was the Bull Durham one. That's right. It was the Bull Durham one. That's right. Um, in like round one, so so I guess in that way it helped. But otherwise, no, I, I I try not to. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we already talked about your getting into the schmodown. Let's talk about your, you just, you said yourself, you, you, your job. You're, you, this will catch into it and everything. Tell us about Silver Pictures and how you, uh, you got into that and uh, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, no, I, uh, it's cool. I've been with the company for, oh, I don't know, 16 years now. I don't want to do the math. I think I started in 2003. I interned there. I've always wanted to make movies, love movies, like, like, like everybody, uh, here. Um, and, I, and I, I, I wanted to work at a place. My, I, I'm not from like the film industry. Like my parents are air traffic controllers. They, you know, I, and I, I, so I had no connection to the business, but I always loved movies and went to school in New York uh, at NYU to, for film. And in the summers I would intern um, at various companies in Hollywood that, you know, made movies I liked. So I interned at Bruckheimer, I interned at Village Rojo, and I interned at Silver Pictures. Um, because they made Matrix and Die Hard and Lethal Weapon and all the movies I loved, and uh, and they liked me. And um, when I graduated, they they hired me um, to be a script reader. And so uh, for like fifty dollars a script, I would just read, you know, you know, ten a dozen scripts a week and give my thoughts on them. And they liked me enough to then make me a like a permanent in-house like story analyst. Um, and I would do notes on projects, and for, and I was just out of school, so this is great. This is incredibly exciting um, to be able to just you know sit sit there and just read their new projects coming in, and and yeah, it was uh, it was oh yes, that's right. My wife did remind me that it is tough uh, to anyone who wants to work in Hollywood. You have to do it because you love the movies, and you have to do it because you truly love the work because. You don't make a lot of money at the beginning. <laughs> I, we, I, my wife just reminded me that, that I made $12,000 the first year I was in L.A. Yeah. Um, but I was totally fine by it. I didn't, it was the most money I'd ever made in my life at that point. But <laughs> it just, you know, yeah, I do better now. What was one of your favorite projects that you worked on in, in your early days working in the industry? Uh, there, were, there were a bunch. It's funny. You get to see all these different drafts of projects that – uh, for the of movies that either never get made or they get made and they're very different. So like I worked on early on on Speed Racer on a version of it that had that Vince Vaughn was going to produce and he was going to be Racer X. Oh, and what? It was but it never it never came to fruition as a lot of these things do. You 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 know, you take it to a certain distance and then he jumps off to do another movie and then uh, you know and 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 you know it's hard to keep things you know fully coalesced. They 
it is the, the second they come off the assembly line, they're trying to come apart on you. So you have to, you have to try to keep them together. And that's the producer's job is just keep all the plates spinning. Um, but no, that was really cool to work on. It was like my 25th birthday and, and we were in this meeting with Vince Vaughn. He was, and he like led the entire company in a, a rendition of happy birthday for me, which was, which was nice. I, um, I, and I got to, it was one thing that was super cool. Another movie that didn't get made. Um, but, uh, I worked with Joss Whedon on, um, Wonder Woman. Really? And again, I was a junior exec. I wasn't like the one in charge. I want to be very clear about this. There were multiple people above me, but I was involved in the creative process and developing a few different drafts. And I was super stoked, obviously a huge fan of him. And, uh, and it was, yeah, it was really cool. It was it was really cool and just to spend time in rooms with him and I've seen him you know again obviously in the intervening years uh, at either Comic Con or at, you know somebody's birthday party or whatever and and he still remembers me and he says I was like and like whether this is true or not he does say that he he remembers me as like the 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 one really big positive part of that whole experience um, <laughs> I don't know if that's true but he says it and I'll take it I'll believe it and. <laughs> And uh, yeah, no, but it was, so I got to work on that. And then a little bit later on, you know, I got to be more involved. There's a film called The Book of Eli um, with Denzel Washington, which is the first movie that I really worked soup to nuts on. Like read the script right when it came in, developed it, was involved in the hiring of the directors and going out to cast. And I was on set for it. And my favorite story from it, we were, um, and this is, you know, 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago now. Uh, but we had a writer who was, who was, it was originally Gary Widow was a writer. And then um, we, there's somebody else they brought in to just do a quick pass. Uh, this guy, Tony Peckham, who wrote Invictus. And he got pulled off to work on Sherlock Holmes and Denzel Washington had notes that he wanted addressed on the script. So I just took my laptop to Denzel Washington's house and just <laughs> sat on his couch and we worked on the script for like, a week, and it was election week in 2008, uh, which was incredibly exciting to be in his house during all that. Nice. Oh my wow. god. <laughs> so we see you know, the week leading up to it, and then also on election day, and then and then obviously he was you know a huge Obama supporter. So when they when when that went down, he's like, "All right, goodbye. I just chartered a plane to Chicago for the party. So <laughs> we'll, we'll pick this up next week." I'm like, "Okay, cool." cool. <laughs> Right. You know, I did hear a little story I wanted to ask you about. Um, I've been told to ask you about the story about He-Man and how that all went down. Oh my God! I, I you know, it's like PTSD. I'd put that out of my mind. Um, <laughs> you work on a lot of projects, guys. You work on a lot of projects, and they don't all come to fruition. Or if they do, it's not always the way you you thought they were going to. Uh, yeah, no, Christian and I worked on it, and we were we had. This is sad. I don't remember. I mean, Riley had had a version of it that he did that was I thought really good, and we developed another version as well. Um, but yeah, that was a real bummer. I always wanted to see that, and I'm sure he's talked about it a ton, Christian. But it was sort of a Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars approach to it. Very, you know, very serious. Kind of, you know, it's, it was grounded. There was there was fun to it, but it was it, it it took the material seriously, which all kind of previous adaptations had not. There was the script that he talks about, I'm sure, Christian regularly, but he and I both read. I don't remember the writer. I'm going to besmirch him anyway, so it's probably best that I don't. But there's a line in it where he says, where Prince Adam says to Cringer, he's like, I, I hate the Skeletor guy. Let's go get a burger. And I was like, we're like, that's so we don't want to make the opposite version of that. 
I mean, we didn't succeed either, so what do we know? <laughs> so maybe you should have gone to the burger store. Then maybe, maybe the burger one was old. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <that's... laughs> The stories you hear about from this, oh my god. <laughs> the, burger, the burger that may or may not have been. <laughs> it's it's marketing, you had the human burger with Wendy's or something. And I know, I know. Well, they're actually they're still trying to make it now at Sony. Obviously, I'm not involved in it, but but you know, I wish them the best of luck. I, I'll whatever whenever they make it, I'll go see it. Absolutely, I will tell you their front row for that one on the first day, rather. <laughs> <laughs> I will say another one that probably you mentioned before, one of the reasons you got into silver pictures was because they made some of your favorite pictures, like, like the Matrix. And yeah. uh, the Matrix 4 has been in development now. Is there anything? How's that going? Can you tell well, us anything? I, 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 unfortunately, I, I, we're not involved in it anymore. Oh, you're not involved anymore? Yeah, okay. alas. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I would like to say, from what I've heard, it was going really well up until recently, and they had to shut it down. I mean, I know people who, who are working on it, and they say it's pretty incredible. Okay, fair enough. Well, then we'll go back to where we did. Another one I do know you, I did know was mentioned was the prequel to Orphan. Was yes. That's something you're working on, though, correct? We're working on it right now. We uh, it was supposed to shoot June 15th. I don't think we're going to make that date, but hopefully July or August. But yeah, no, it's great. We, we have a director named uh, Brent yeah. Bell who did The Boy okay. um, and uh, Devil Inside. And the script is by Dave Cogashell. And Dave Leslie Johnson, who wrote the first film and then went on to write Conjuring uh, 2, Aquaman. He was on Walking Dead. So we're, we're really excited about it. I love the first film. That was a great, unique horror story for me. I love it. Yeah, no, and I, and I worked on that one as well. I was, a, I, was like an, I think I was like an associate producer or something on it. But I was on set. We shot that one in Montreal. It was a, it was a lot of fun. I'm excited to be able to go back. I still have my chair back from it. I'm going to I'm bring that to the set of the second movie. Uh, is there a question? What, so you've talked about different genres now. Actually, there's a question in the chat there. What do you find the hardest genre is to produce? Yeah, we've talked about horror. We've had action. I mean, which one really is, is difficult? I, I, this is, it sounds like a stock answer, but it's true. They really do all present different challenges and they are equal. You know, a horror movie is no different in a way than an action movie. The, the Joel Silver had, had a whole thing that he always called a whammo chart, which is actually not a chart. It was actually a document with words, but he called it a whammo chart. And it was basically every 10 minutes, you need to have a whammo moment. You need to have either a major plot twist or something happened with one of the characters or an action sequence or a scare sequence. So in that way, I, I look at them all very similarly in that, you know, they need to have a rhythm. Um, and, and, and whether it's, you know, a car chase or the killer's chasing someone through the house, you know, you, 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 they need to have regular intervals of that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like all of them. I like action movies the best. Like the Sherlock Holmes movies were awesome to work on because you just had these, you know, just massive sequences. We went to this town called Strasbourg and like had this massive explosion in the town square and like. All the town was there watching it and applauded us. It was really cool. Well, in a horror movie, you don't generally have that when you're making it, but because yeah. you're in the woods in the middle of the night, which <laughs> in that way is less good. <laughs> you say cheaper to make though, like and get get away the fog and like fogging up the background scenes and everything. <laughs> yeah, no, there. Look, you can spend a lot of money on on a horror movie, and you can make an action movie for cheap. But but yes, generally the ones I've worked on have been a little bigger and been a little. Um, the, the, they're not more difficult to make, but they certainly have more moving parts and is a more complicated process. 
Fair enough. One uh, one last movie I do want to talk about that you were involved with is uh, one of my favorite movies of the decade was the the Nice Guys. Yes. Oh, can you tell me some extra about that? That I love that movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was great. I mean, look, we it's one of those. Uh, it's a bit of a bummer because like the movie's great. We're really proud of it. It was the first script that I and it's a bummer because the movie did well, but not well enough to warrant the two sequels that Shane Black already had envisioned. Damn. I know, I know. <laughs> you guys, everyone, go out and buy the nice guys right now. All of a sudden, a huge spike, and we can just <laughs> put it over the top. I second that. Um, no, it was it was it was really gratifying to work on because I had uh, when I first started as a script reader, that was one of the first scripts I read, oh, really? and I loved it. It was in in, the, in 2003 or maybe even end of 2002, um, and I loved it. And I thought it was great and really, you know, uh, it was. It was really neat to be able to then produce that movie. Um, but yeah, no, it was. It's a movie that I I loved, and and we, you know, for everyone who's seen it, they love it. It's just it was hard, and and we opened it opposite. Um, it was in between Captain America: Civil War and uh, uh, X Men: Apocalypse, Ooh. and just we were like, we'll be we perfect counter programming. Right. As it turned out, people just wanted the programming, <laughs> and that happens, and it's okay. It isn't. But, uh, but I think had we, you know, in hindsight, had we put it out at a different time, uh, maybe it would have caught fire. Because I do think it's a great movie, and I really, I'm incredibly proud of it. And everybody's great, and Crow's great, Gosling's great, and Gary Rice, and Gary Rice, who was the kid who ended up is now Betty Betty Brant, is that her name in the Spider Man movies? Yes. But she's in the in the new Spider Man pictures. Um, one thing I will say. This isn't really my story to tell, but you're all nerds and you like movies, and I'm sure he'll deny it, but uh, one of the co-writers and producers, Anthony Bagarozzi, and I were sitting with Keith David, and we asked him, you know, because he's in, he's in the film, he plays one of the bad guys, and we said, and we said, so look, we're huge nerds, we're fans, at the end of the thing, are you the thing? And according to him, whether this is true or not, According to him, the way they shot it, they shot different takes where each of them, like where one Kurt Russell, uh, you know, in his mind was was told he was a thing, and in another where it was Keith David, and another where neither of them are, one where both of them are, and right. the and the end cut is taken from multiple takes, you know, kind of mixing it up. Okay. Oh, wow. Basically, it was a non-answer because he said at the end he goes, "I was and I wasn't." <laughs> I love non-answers. Yes. Things like that. Yes. <laughs> Spoilers for the thing. If anyone hasn't seen the thing yet, I mean, you yeah. had your chance. It came out of what? No, I don't want. To, I'm not a movie release dates guy. <laughs> you're not put up that slice. That's not going to be one of the ones you're going for. I never, I never put it up there. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But you know what? Speaking of the Smowdown, let's actually combine the worlds a little bit because Smowdown is definitely half of that is performing, and uh, some of the people in there have some great performances. Is there anyone you've seen in the Smowdown that you think could uh, maybe go on the silver screen for you? No, it's all garbage. Um, I, don't know. I mean, obviously, some of them already have been. I mean, you know, uh, Sam Clark's been in movies. They're, you know, uh, obviously, you know, Bateman's a good-looking dude. Kalinowski's a good-looking dude. But he's on TV already, right? He shows up on stuff every so often. That's um, true. No, but I, I enjoy the performative aspect for a lot of them. I myself cannot do it. Like I'm just like that, which is why he always Christian always pairs me with somebody who is like, you know, a big personality. <laughs> I just because I'm like I'm gonna go out there and answer movie trivia questions and that that's I just I don't know I I think I have to do it enough during the day for the job of being like all right gang 
let's let's do it. let's go make this movie and blah blah like i just i don't have the energy for it <laughs> fair okay. enough fair enough yeah. well uh and you're let's talk about some more slowdown stuff now since that's what we originally came here for um you've now what is there anybody you haven't played yet that you really would like to put your uh, put your wits up against Ooh, ooh! I mean, I it was exciting to play Snyder. I'm glad to finally do that. I yeah, but I think there's a lot of people that like I haven't played Bateman. I would like to do that. Ooh. I haven't played. Um, I'll, I guess I'll never get a chance to play Rachel Cushing, but that would have been cool. Um, yeah, I, I there's I mean there's a bunch of great ones like that. I you know. Uh, this new kid, Barbarian, who's a friend of mine and Christian's, uh, um, you know, he's, I think he's great. I would love to just see what they like, little, have a little fun match against him. Um, and look, I know I broke them apart uh, at the draft, but I really, you know, because I was so mad about uh, Video Drew and Tom beating us that I told Burnett to split them up. And, um, true. And, uh, <laughs> I and but I would like it would be cool to play them again. I know they're living their own lives, but that would be another cool match because that was a great match. Obviously, upset of the year at that point, I believe. Oh yeah, oh, winner yeah. of upset of the year at twenty nineteen awards. That's very true. I know. I almost had Janine and I go up and accept that award. <laughs> ah, that would be cool. That would be very cool. <laughs> but speaking of teams, now you, yes. you are in the Burning Burning Jews. Now it was mentioned that you were going to go teeing up with James White. Is that still on the cards? Right I now? believe so. And I, you may have, have you already chatted with him recently? I have not chatted anytime that. Oh, week. okay. Because he, the poor guy, we were supposed to go the weekend of, I don't know, mid March. We were supposed to go, he and I together. Um, you know, I was going to do. I was going to do the Roka match, and then roll right into the team match with him against. I don't even remember who was playing because it's so long ago now. And then, and then, you know, a week later was the the free for all. And so he showed up. He got here, and like, we, Christian was like, "We got to shut it all down." <laughs> oh. yeah, it felt really bad because he came up from the East Coast and everything. But um, he he's cool. He's very smart. Janine speaks incredibly highly of him, um, which is all the uh, kind of reference I need for him. Speaking of Janine, we had her on uh, a week ago, and she was very high singing your praises. Very sad that she still has been broken up from you. And I know unfinished business between uh, yeah. you and no, the you guys. That, that's one hundred percent right. And I'll tell you what i I blame myself for for our our you know our loss in that match. Like there was a and you know it's I don't remember what any of the questions I got right were, but the ones I got wrong, I like. There one was a it was a Peter Pan question. I think I said Dumbo, and then and then and uh, and there was another one that was a question. It was about uh, it was what is the name of like the the series that had Voyage of the Dawn Shredder? And I instead of writing Chronicles of Narnia, I wrote Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And I was I didn't ever reveal that I did that until now. And I was like, oh right, I was like, because I was just I was not paying enough attention apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah. It was a uh, it was a real bummer. I felt I felt like I let her down because she's great. Yeah, she, she is. She's one of our one of our favorites, definitely. I mean, you've been managed by now. You're managed by Bern, Robert Meyer Burnett after being managed by Jay Washington. Have you seen a difference in managerial style or anything that you uh, you like better I, than the other? Uh, well, I look. I love Jay's energy. I've known you know, and Jay and Jay was great. And he was he was an excellent hype man, and 
and gave some good advice. I feel like Burnett and I have such a different relationship because I've known that guy for 10 years. We made we made a, a movie that you should all check out called The Hills Run Red. Okay. Um, a, a, a horror flick um, directed by Dave Parker um, starring uh, who uh, who ended up being the biggest star of that? Janet Montgomery ended up being the biggest star. Okay, okay. And William Sadler was in it, and um, and it, it was a fun little a fun little horror flick we made. Uh, but yeah, like ten years ago for Warner Premiere, and uh, so I've known Burnett a long time, and that man has always been a psychopath. <laughs> no doubt he proves it. There's truly nothing different about him now than than back then. So <laughs> perfect. Well, I think it's time we should get into one of our favorite segments on this show. Uh, if you, it's called this or that, and the chat knows this or that. Uh, I'm going to give Ethan two different items, and he can either ask for context or he can okay. shoot it and just say the way he wants to do. Some of them are directed specifically for you, tailor-made. Some of them are ones we ask every week. So, okay. Uh, we'll start off with our first one we always do in this question. There's only one right answer. Are you – this called Action Action uh, Army Podcast. Are you Team Guy or are you Team Traitor? <laughs> I, it's so tough. I, I really don't know. I don't know which way my loyalty should fall. I, I don't know. Uh, no, look, I, I, I have hung out a little bit with, with Bateman recently, and he's, he's a good dude. I, um, but uh, but guy, I don't know. Guy is just so cute. <laughs> like, he's, he's, just, he's adorable. He's just, <laughs> you see those dimples? It's ridiculous. How can you be mad at that? I got to tell you, mothers everywhere love Andrew Guy. Yeah. Oh, every mother loves an Andrew Guy. <laughs> that is the correct answer. We can continue with the game now. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. How about this is a big one for you? This is a four way, though. Okay. Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, or Donatella? It's Raphael, baby. All the way. Oh, 100%. Raphael was always my favorite turtle as a kid. I just, I don't know why, what it was about Raphael. Maybe it was just like that angst, but Raphael was always my favorite. Unbridled have, rage. Unbridled rage, baby. I happen to be the Michelangelo guy. The guy was too lazy. He was really good at what he did. <laughs> lazy about it, though. It was a party. That was me. So. Did you guys see the thing on Saturday Night Live, the middle-aged mutant ninja turtles? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch that as soon watch as it. Here. It's sad, but incredible. <laughs> sad, but incredible. Oh, no. Oh, man. Keeping it in the turtle world, were you more of a fan of the animated series, the movies, or the comics? I was first introduced to the animated series. I get probably like everybody and the toys and stuff. And then I discovered the comics, which are really dark and violent. Really? And yeah. like, but they're cool. And like when you're whatever, 10 or 11, and you're reading those, you're like, this is amazing. Um, and then I, I think the first movie, which just had its 30th anniversary a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, is incredible. I love it. I love that movie. I think it holds up perfectly. Kevin Eastman did a live watch on Facebook of it where he talked about the movie as he just played it on his TV in his home. Um, but it was awesome. And the movie 100% holds up. I love that movie. I will love it forever. Uh, I do. I actually love that. What I love about that movie is that, uh, basically it tried to do the best it could to combine like the comic storyline, dark aspects of it, but made it more of the animated world in a way. So it's kind of yeah. lighthearted, but it still had the basic... Just of the storyline. I love that first film, especially. And it, it took it seriously, which was right. great. It took it seriously. There was real emotion. Uh, Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell as a Foot Clan guy. That's right. A, uh, and like Elias Coteus is awesome as Casey Jones. Judith Hogue, who I don't know if she's like a Michael Bay muse, but she shows up in some small role in every Michael Bay movie. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Michael I, don't, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe he's a turtle fan too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, this series, the that trilogy is my all-time favorite trilogy. It genuinely is. I grew up with Ninja Turtles. It's my absolute favorite one. I really enjoyed the third one. For whatever people will yes. say about the third one, I genuinely enjoyed it. But I'm just a purist when it comes to the turtle movies. <laughs> I, I was very tempted to talk about nothing but TMNT on the stream today, but... <laughs> I held me back. So. <laughs> I'll, come, I'll come back and we'll do that too. I, though, yeah. I love it. I, look, I even like the new ones. I like the the Out of the Shadows. Yeah. I thought that one captured the, the cartoon show so well. Mm -hmm. And like everything that I always wanted to see in a turtle movie, they managed to cram in. Um, no, I, 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 really, I loved it. That's very right. cool. All right. Uh, how about getting out of TMNT now? Okay. Would you rather fight Dan Merle? I'm not fight. Play Dan Merle for the belt. Well, let's see. Let's see how the rest of the question goes. It might be fine. <laughs> Dan Dan Merle or John Roca? Which one would you want to see face again at this point? I that's tough. I mean, I I, I ultimately have both of them uh, in 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 the order of Roca and then Merle. But uh, and look, and I beat both of them before, so I feel like I could do it again. Um, but yeah, I I mean, Roca, it's. You know, maybe just because of his attitude is a, it is a, it is not as scary to me, and maybe because I don't have, I haven't yet been defeated by him. Whereas like Dan and I are like one on one. I only have, you know, in the time that I played against the two times I played against Roka, I managed to prevail. Um, so yeah, I'd say that that Roka, I'm looking forward to kind of you know taking down first, and then and then Dan Merle. But no, that look, Dan Merle's great, and 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 he's a lot of fun, and you know we. Uh, you know, in the times that we've hung out outside of it, you know, he's just a chill dude. So, yeah. Well, you have to always hold on to the fact that you are one of only two people who have TKO'd Dan Merrill. One of only two people, you and Mr. Jesus Dan. was the other. Oh, it was Andrew Dan. Okay. <laughs> same thing. This podcast is the same thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll do well. one last this or that question here. Jackson, yeah. you're your Holland March. I got to ask. Oh, boy. For those of you who don't know, which is probably about 7 billion people, those are the two lead characters <laughs> from the nice guys. Uh, I always was more of a, of a Holland March. I was always more of a, uh, of, of, of a Ryan Gosling. Uh, that character, I just love that character. I love it. I, I think he's a great character, and but no, they're both great. I, I, I you're making me decide between my two kids. <laughs> I like to prefer what we call it. I mean, uh, Bateman and Drew call him fat. That's fat crow at that time. It's the bigger crow. That's what we have. <laughs> like that's what they grow. It's our spirit animal. So, yeah. well, that'll end this or that this week. Okay. So, thank you very much for that. Uh, Danny, would you want to start doing chat questions at this point? Yeah, so chat, make sure that you get some of those questions. And if you ask anything ahead of time, go ahead and throw those into Kelsey really quickly. And then uh, right now, we're just going to plug everything. Ethan, uh, we know that we got to get you out here pretty soon, correct? Uh, yeah, in about, uh, about five minutes, please. Yeah, cool. So y'all get those in there really quickly. Uh, make sure that you come and check out the channel this Wednesday. We have very good schmo baits coming up for you. Um, I know that it's good, but it's the very second. My brain is rushing, so I can't think I'm of it. Kevin Spencer's a John Kaiser. Thank you. <laughs> With special guest Rachel Silvestrini. So Rachel Silvestrini is guest hosting that, uh, that schmo baits this Wednesday coming up. Smets versus Kaiser. That's going to be a great one. Cannot wait to see it. Kelsey, as soon as you get any questions up there, big shout out to Kelsey Kirkland hanging out with us. She is moderating the chat right now. Whenever Excellent. you get anything ready for us, babe, you go ahead and bring that up there. So big shout out to Kelsey. 
uh, Paul, do you have anything that you want to plug for this well, week? Well, I'll really quick plug, plug. Next week on Chill to Action will be the great, the wonderful Miss Brienne Chandler. Ooh, wow. And you get, you guys get everybody on this thing. <laughs> We've had a great time. This is lucky episode number 31. So we're super pumped about, about that. So we've had a good time here. Perfect. So, all right, Kelsey, got the first question up there. Ethan, what's your favorite movie that you ever worked on? The favorite movie I've ever worked on? Um, I, again, it's, they're all your babies. So like, obviously I love working on the Sherlock Holmes movies. Obviously nice guys was great. I, you know, a movie that we haven't even made ever was this thing called Gypsy, but this is another birthday story. It was, we were doing it with Barbara Streisand in 2013, ultimately didn't come together, but, but it was my birthday and she and Barbara Streisand sang me happy birthday. Um, so that was cool. Uh, Orphan was awesome from like beginning to beginning to end. And, and, but again, Book of Eli, like it was the first one that I did soup to nuts. I wrote the back of the video box, like. I got to do everything on that movie, so it was. But they're all great. I I wish I could say I had one that was my hoot. Oh, my wife reminded me in Orphan there is a line I put in that 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 is. They made T-shirts. That the whole crew made T-shirts out of it. About um, it's a Peter Sarsgaard line about a snow orphan, and he calls it a snorphin. And it was just a joke, but it made it into the movie, and it, and we made T-shirts out of the whole thing. Snorphins, nice. I got one from Facebook here, Brandon yep. Buckingham. What is a dream project that you really want to make? I mean, I would love to work on a Star Trek movie. Uh, Star Trek is my favorite. I don't know if anybody ever saw the, I think maybe it was like a Patreon exclusive, yep. but there was a Star Trek showdown. It's the only one I've ever gotten a perfect game on, ever. <laughs> I beat Smets and I beat Jason Inman and, uh, and Whitney Siebold. Um, I love Star Trek so much. I would love to, I would love to work on a, a Star Trek film. Uh, I'd love to have that too. Uh, Kelsey, anything else in the chat that you want to throw up there? Last one, couple ones. Uh, Garth McMurray, you produced a movie Whiteout based on comics. Would you be interested in producing another movie based on comics? And maybe which comics would you choose to want to adapt? Ooh, yeah, I've worked on a couple things that are based on comics. We also did a movie. I don't know if I have a credit on it, but I worked on it called The Losers, oh. um, based on the great Andy Diggle comic, which we are. We have the rights to it still, so we're talking about finding a way to do it for television. Oh, that'd be great! So there, you heard it here first. Uh, we, we have like we have not we're we've not done anything, but we're talking about it. Um, and Whiteout too is something I think would be re be great to revisit. You know, working on that movie, and I got to spend a lot of time with Greg Rucka, and it was and he was awesome. And I feel like we didn't, you know, look again. You you set out to make the best movie possible, but due to an a million circumstances and confluences of events. It doesn't always turn out the exact way you want, but I think there's good stuff in that movie. There's great sequences, and uh, but I don't know if we lived up to the full potential of the comics. And I would like to revisit that uh, for Whiteout at some day as well. Perfect. Okay, we'll have one last question, maybe Kelsey. One, one last question because we got to we got to wrap this up for uh, Mr. Irwin here. Anything else, Kelsey, in the chat? Or uh, Dean Morgan, how did you get a job working at Morgan? How was it? I don't know what that means, but I, I assume that was an autocorrect. Maybe it's working in movies. But yeah, so I interned uh, at Silver Pictures. I'm, most people jump around. I've been at the same company for this entire time. Um, I also worked. I'm also a writer. I wrote on a TV show called Moonlight, um, a vampire detective show that very loosely inspired the Barry Jenkins film. And then, um, yeah, I've, I've just but I've been there ever since. And I would say to anybody who wants to work in movies, 
or television, you should do it. And but just know it's it, it is a bit of a grind for several years until you really establish yourself. Um, but if you love the movies, it's it's really worth it. Perfect. I will do one more question from the Facebook. Please. Jeremiah Morris, how many Schmodown action figures did your wife make for you? <laughs> and let me add an addition. Which is more important, winning a belt or getting that action figure? <laughs> Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> That's right, y'all. We're going to wrap it up very soon, very shortly. Uh, thank you to everyone who has hung out with us tonight. In the chat. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, sorry that we didn't get to the questions that I know that some of y'all asked. Oh, look at that. There we go. That is a beautiful piece of art. I'm back. So, yes. So, this. So, yeah. So, this was uh, my wife made this for me for um, for my birthday. And actually, is this better than winning the belt? I don't know. It has a belt. Right oh. there's the camera oh, there. She got the best of both worlds. That's amazing. <laughs> she worked. She worked super hard to make that, and it's cool. And like, and she's super creative. She's a filmmaker herself. Um, and so it's really, yeah, it was it was really neat to get that. Um, and but it was cool to have the belt too. I. Uh, you know, I, I should have just hung on to it if I was really thinking about it. <laughs> just shouldn't have given it up. But yeah, make, no, make up for that, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Ethan. It was a pleasure and an honor to have you on this show and uh, getting to ask all these questions to you. Uh, it's it's great to have you in the showdown. Uh, wonderful person in the community. Uh, why don't you plug anything you want to plug right now before you get going? I will say, I will say, look at these are the things that we're just finishing right now. And even though this is a tough time for everybody, um, you know, all the productions are shut down. There's two things that we have in post that you should be looking out for later in the year. One is, uh, it was a show on Quibi called The Expecting, directed by Mary Heron, uh, who directed American Psycho. It's a really great horror uh, piece with Anna Sophia Robb and Rory Culkin. And then, uh, and then a film called Seance that uh, is the directorial debut of Simon Barrett. Uh, who's Adam Wingard's producer? Um, Sarsuki Waterhouse. It's a great, uh, a great little horror film. And as you mentioned, we're making Esther, the prequel to Orphan. Um, but I assume that will come out at some points, you know, the following year. Perfect. Great. Great. Well, uh, that's it. Well, Ethan, you have to go. Uh, we thank you very, very much. Um, have yourself a good night. And thank you, everybody else. As well. Thank you, guys. Really great talking to you. Have a good one. Take thank care. you so much, Ethan. You have a great night. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Well, guys, that is our show so far, but we do have it. It was a little of a shortened show. Ethan had a little bit of, uh, he had time. He had to get away at this point. So I'm going to audible here, Danny, if you don't mind, since we have a little extra time. If you guys have any questions you want to ask us or uh, anything you want to talk to us about, I'm I'm happy to stay along for the, for the you know, 20 minutes or so, get a real full chilled action of this Chill the action behind the scene. Behind the scene. <laughs> you know, things you want to, suggestions you want to make. Anybody you want to see on the uh, on chilled action. I will also take the time now since I was kind of rushing through my uh, pitches before. After Brienne, uh, we actually did book next week's show. Next week's show after that is going to be the one, the only, the very timely Bobby Gucci, <laughs> Tom Dagnino, Finstock himself. Yeah. Coming on the show, so that's not we not. I mean, this is an opportunity for us to not only have uh, Bobby Gucci on, but for us to have Finstock on, and that's 
that's exciting. That's we're gonna try exciting. to do the whole. We're gonna try to do the whole man, mankind thing. We'll have like maybe first fifteen minutes with Tom, yeah. second fifteen minutes with Finn Stock, and the last with Bobby Gucci. So uh, I don't know about that. Maybe <laughs> Kelsey, do you want to come on? Are you uh, you want to come on and talk? Her? I'm looking in the background. She says yes or no. Shake your head if you can see us. No, she did. Hi. Backstage, so we figured we will throw up. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, I was not prepared to be on camera. That's, you, that's not my fault. I'm just going to go ahead and say that that was not my fault. That was me. I put myself on camera. You look great, girl. I didn't I, I didn't want anyone to throw you on here without permission, so I'm glad that you threw yourself on here. I threw myself on. Why not? Let's <laughs> here. Ed Harris sucks ball Ferris. I will kill you. Well, since I'm on screen, I guess I don't need to ask this question, but I'll put it on here anyways. <laughs> she's a pain in the ass but <laughs> she's my work wife and uh we we have a nice repartee report together we actually talk quite a bit to figure out what we're every doing single day. every single day every single day long periods of the day um but it's it's i wouldn't have it any other way because uh i think we have a good product and i uh, i think that's mostly to do with her and uh, i have a little small hand in that as well so we've had a lot of fun doing chill a big thank you to everyone who has been watching um chill has been a project that i've been wanting to put on for a while and um whenever i was really i i'm a person you can ask anyone inside of call to action i'm a person who has all of the ideas and all of the all of the gung-ho and stuff about it but when it comes to like following through it's usually not me so paul definitely helps keep me accountable and has uh, listened to all of my ideas and has helped me run with them and we have worked together uh this has just been a wonderful partnership and then bringing kelsey on to the crew was extremely helpful because paul and i paul and i doing this was a lot of fun billy doing this with us was really great billy was a big part of this also kind of helping us get this idea set up and started and then well the question i could ask let me interject real quick when you're talking about that we should actually i'll ask this and we'll get through some other questions here too but we recently kind of at first it was danny me and a, and a third guest host and then a fourth person and we kind of brought kelsey on to be behind the scenes to dark shadow it and then recently it's been kind of just cut down it's been purposely so try to run with just Danny and myself and then guests just checking how different flows go and how everything's go. And I don't know how that coming across to the audience. We've been kind of happy with just having the, the two of us and a guest. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's coming over the same way we think it is, but I would love to hear some feedback on that. We're always good about feedback. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. We're never, we always want to hear back from anyone who watches us. This uh, tonight's episode is episode 31. So we've been doing this for, for a few weeks now and uh, we've been able, we've been, slowly trying to figure out our pace and our cadence and how we want the show to flow because it's still, it's still a baby. We, we don't expect to stop the show anytime soon. So we, we want to evolve it and we definitely want to make sure that it's uh, the best that it can be for everyone who watches because we genuinely appreciate anyone who spends this time out with us. We've watched this audience grow and um, we, y'all, we're so grateful for it. So anything that you all have to offer as advice or just any kind of little little things that you would like to see on the show, we're definitely open. shoot that out to us. Suge Knight. Well, yes, PLD, why are you? Great. <laughs> because of fans like you. <laughs> uh, let's see. What movies have we seen so far from Brian Fermanis? You mean this year? 
a bunch. Last movie I got to see in the movie theater was The Way Back, which is Ben Affleck's best performance in his his, his long career, as far as I'm concerned. The last movie I saw in theaters was Sonic the Hedgehog. Mine too. Yep, that's when I saw in theaters too. <laughs> it wasn't. It really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was very cute. I went to go see it by myself. I was the only person in the theater and then uh, right next to me, a mom and her son pulls up. So, uh, And he was the target audience. Like whoever that kid was, like he was definitely the target audience. So to be able to enjoy it sort of like with someone who the target audience was for made it a lot of fun. And I, and I enjoyed it. I played Sonic so much when I was a kid. So that the the ending like the the end credit scene was a lot of fun for me i really enjoyed it it was yeah. it was really cute okay so when me and my daughter saw birds of prey we were at the edge of our seats excited because that's what we were looking forward to my son didn't really care seeing sonic he was like standing up and just like shaking he was so excited when things were happening and that yeah that is that audience for that movie <laughs> my son for sure <laughs> gilberto campa over under he fins that doesn't wear a shirt on chill back and I'm going to go with 60% over he doesn't. And I'll think that kicks up to 75 or 80 that it at least happens at some point. Some point in the stream. He might have yeah. started with it. By the end, he might have it taken off. At that point, I might take mine off at that point, too. What the hell? I'll just be in solidarity. <laughs> no, that's that's going to equal massive ratings for you guys. Because you definitely Poor Danny. Uh, that's, oh. okay. that's okay. That's uh, okay. Let's see. I got some real questions. Actually, another real question. Chris Adams is, how is it to keep up with playing guests every week slash week in advance? Well, I'll give a little bit behind the scenes stuff here as far as that goes. Um, I try to schedule out. I like having my own single. I like have about three weeks planned out. Um, but so generally, I kind of come and go in waves. I have like I'll book like three or four weeks out and then I'll kind of like do nothing for like a week or two. I'll kind of coast. And then when I get down to like two weeks, I start throwing out some uh, ideas and trying to get some more. The problem I always have, and this is like one of those first world problems as far as this kind of stuff goes, is I always like have a lot of emails or texts or whatever thrown out there. Um, And it always seems that everybody kind of comes back at the same time. Oh, I'll do this week. And then that's the week I've already booked. So trying to like, I don't want to book something and all of a sudden have like, say Dan Merle gets back to me and says, we'll do this week um, that I already booked it. And so it's kind of like trying to juggle that fine act, trying to figure out who it can slide and where. Um, but it's, it's, it's a fun problem to have, to be honest with you. Um, I will say I do. I've had some other guests that I've talked to that want to come on uh, that I haven't quite nailed down yet. So we're still working on that. So It's especially fun when Paul and I both accidentally book someone on yeah. the same time. <laughs> you know, that, that, ever rarely happens paul and i both have a, we literally talk to each other like almost every single hour of every single day so it's hard for us to we communicate very well with this show so anytime paul talks to someone he always lets me know anytime i talk to someone paul always lets me know but there was just one one time where it happened and that was a yeah. lot of fun to try to maneuver around uh, but we did it and made it work. Made it work. we made it work and that's my favorite thing about Paul is we always figure out how to fucking make it work. <laughs> Eric Lane wants to know which exhibition match are we looking forward to the most? Ooh, that's a good question. 
To be honest, I don't really know exactly which ones are coming out. I know that we are getting another Jurassic Park one. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I know that we are also getting a Bond one, right? There's a Bond one coming out. You're talking about yes. the Bond one. Yep, they're doing the Bond one. They're doing. Mm-hmm. I know one of the ones I'm looking forward to. I know is the four-way championship one between yes. Nets, Merle, Roca, and Damon. I personally am also definitively looking forward to the Bateman versus Mance. That's the one. We release dates slice match because I know I felt that when Ben lost that slice, it was not necessarily his. It was one of those things he lost it in a five way. And I think if it had been one on one, I really think it would have been a closer match. I think Ben might have been able to keep it if it was one on one. So mm-hmm. I want to see that. A um, bunch of other ones are. I like to see all, all of them sound pretty exciting, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I just, need more, I just need Schmodown in my life. As long as there's Schmodown matches happening, I'm okay with it. It's totally fine. Pretty much. Let's see. Uh, good luck with Tom. He is wild, Danny. Uh, yeah, we definitely know that. I've uh, got a plan in place. We'll have to see if it works. Uh, probably won't, but uh, we'll just have to audible like we do when we need to. So We'll see what happens. Can see. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Love the uh, Cam Chef would love to chill one night with Paul Preston, one night with Adam Witt, or both of them together. Well, we had them on. We had them both on mm-hmm. a couple of weeks back. Um, it might be a time in the future we decide. We actually, uh, speaking of that, we, we've talked about having repeats on um, chill at some point. Uh, it's been brought up a few times, but we, we kind of have this feeling like we still have people we want to get on still. We're still working yeah. towards that. So yeah. why have a repeat until we can get through everybody, so to speak? Although I will also say that at one point we had talked about reuniting team action and bringing them on together, even though we've had Ben and Jerron. So I, I think it's going to happen eventually. I don't know what sooner than later. I know we want to have Roxy on again because Roxy was our very first chill and it's the shows evolved so much that that would be, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Also, a lot of the earlier, earlier ones would be the ones that kind of want to have back on now right. that really, really found its footing, so to speak, and it's found its format more, um, I don't know, what do you what do you think? Danny, you agree with me? Yeah, so I absolutely. So that's one thing that we've gone back and forth about with each other. Um, how soon do we want to bring someone back on for a second time? Because we have the opportunities for it. Um, we're you know we're very fortunate enough to to um, to know a lot of these people on a level to where we, it's really easy for us to ask them to come back. Whether or not they have the time, that's that's another thing. But if we wanted to have a repeat on um you know we've never really gone by a strict let's stick with what's relevant guest schedule we've never been like all right so this person has a match coming up this week let's go ahead and put this person on there we've always just kind of been let's get a schmodown personality on we are kind of aware of if something is around and we we do kind of want to consciously abide by that on a certain level, but that's something for the chat. So for everyone in there, would you, would that be something that you prefer? Like, do you want us to just bring someone on who we can talk about matches with? Because part of what we do with chill is not anything where the whole idea with chill is like, it's a, it's a second date. So we're just trying to get to know someone better, but would you rather us just stick to this weird schmodown content instead? We've done a little bit, but we definitely have some time when we Sean Sullivan on when he had his first match. We do shoot for stuff like that, especially with the rookie type players. Yeah. And I'll tell I'll say it right now, and maybe he'll deny it or not. We do want Saul on eventually at some point, but we kind of wanted to have him on 
right around the time of his match debut. So we do have a soft idea of what we want to do as far as that goes. Yeah, it mean, goes back to what I was talking when I was talking to uh, Chris Adams about is that sometimes I'm scheduling things out three or four weeks and it's like, then it's like something happens and it's like, I can't, I'm not going to boot somebody because something timely happens. I mean, like, I'd love to talk to Dagnino sooner than later now after the Finstock Max Mass thing, but I'm not going to ask Ethan Irwin to reschedule because of it. So I want to, so I, I definitely want to stick to that stuff as well. So it's kind of like a six and a half, one doesn't the other. We try to try to do a little bit of it, but we're not going to lock ourselves into that either, I would think. That'd be a silly. Uh, Garth McMurray PLD sources from TMZ said PLD actually stands for secretly loathes Drew, and I actually love Ben Bateman more than Kelsey. Any truth to that? First of all, sir, how dare you? Second of all, how dare you? And third, sir, how dare you? Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm even insulted by that. Nobody's a bigger Ben Bateman fan on this channel than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a defender of PLD at all. But <laughs> <laughs> progress on getting Dan Merrill on the show. Well, I've tweeted him. Um, I have gotten into a private message with him. Um, not anything to report yet. I'm still, in, I'm still trying to work on it. He's, he has said on air um, on a couple occasions that he definitely would do it. I know that he and have doing. I've been doing stuff. And, of course, with his news about leaving Screen Junkies, setting up his own channel, maybe, I don't know, maybe he's been busy doing that i mean so i don't know I, I when i have anything to report i definitely will let you all know okay uh, for me you know best ed harris horns for me bld Ooh, that's a, that, i could i could do a whole podcast on that um, um i think you've done basically a whole twitter thread about that i have the harris thoughts i watch every single movie uh, best is subjective, of course. My favorite, I, I have a very big soft spot, of course, for The Rock because General Hummel and my allegiance with Ben and Drew and the Action Army. My performance I got into at Harris Square was The Abyss. That was the first time I ever really got into him because that seemed the resurrection of, of his wife. Um, but probably if I had to pick out one, I have to say Pollock was a great performance by him. It's the film, he it was his labor of love. He acted and directed it and worked like 10 years to bring to fruition. That was really, really good performance. Um, so I'll, I'll move on before I go too far into anything else. Uh, can, another question for me from Camshaft. When did I require this queen hat? Uh, this was a Christmas gift. Uh, a Christmas gift from my daughter. I want to say it was three or four years ago now. No, Kim? Kim's saying no. When, was this? when did I get this queen hat? 2018. 2018? Was that right? 2018, I guess, was Christmas. That's what Kim says. And Kim knows better than I am about time, so... <laughs> uh, that's what it was. I replaced my Red Sox that I had a Red Sox that I used to wear all the time before that. And then I just kind of shifted out. And now it's this one for now. So, Dean Morgan, Danny, you're a great host. We know. Thank you. Uh, Robert, Robert Parker, how you doing, Robert? Uh, PLD sharing mustache secrets as a special shampoo. Uh, I'll tell you what, Robert, I don't want to reveal my secrets on air. You uh, you definitely have my DMs. Slide the DMs. I might uh, I might give you some uh, some tips on that as well. <laughs> uh, now I'm interested. <laughs> Why is this no secret, Paul? Teach me how to deal with this. Some like endangered species, like oil. <laughs> magic like on the black on. market. There's some magic going on here. That's all I got. Chris saying, you know, honestly, thinks it works better with just you two and a guest. Okay, that's fair. That's good. Uh, I definitely trust Chris's opinion. I like Chris's opinion a lot. So uh, thank you very much for that. 
Danny, uh, you all did a great job. It's great to have a rotation. Okay, excellent. Good, good. Uh, Brandon Buckingham, Buckingham, why is Whataburger overrated? Wow. <laughs> wow. You just made right. it into me, sir. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fast food restaurant, y'all. If you've come to Texas and you're not from Texas and you get a bad experience of Whataburger, you have to understand it's still just a fucking fast food restaurant. Bottom line, it is what it is. But the, the idea at Whataburger that you can completely just have it your way and have this burger in any sort of way. The beef is totally fine. It's really good. They used to be really big and juicy. They have gotten a little bit smaller. That's my rant. That's my Danny rant about Whataburger. It's the best. It's better than In-N-Out. Um, arguably better than, it's not better than Shake Shack. It's not, I'm sorry. It's not that much overrated. Danny rant. Woo. Okay. Got one. There you go. You did it. Gilberto Campa, for sure. Thanks for always providing great entertainment, especially during these times. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Hopefully we are helping out even just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, this is my job during quarantine. So this is fine. Uh, oh, okay. What chill episode am I most proud of? That's a good question. Um, I don't know that. I think that's really hard. I think that's really hard to say there. That really is like asking me to pick between my kids, all 31 of them. Uh, because we do, Paul and I really do work very hard on each and every single one of these episodes. I really do spend all day long getting ready for these things. So I prep for it. I do think the one that I did have a lot of fun prepping for that was a big challenge was when we had all of the reactors on. So I went through so much content that day. Like I just like, backlogs of Twitter and just to kind of try to get like random information from some of these people that were that do the same thing that we do that we really really wanted to highlight and I just kind of really wanted to show off these people in a certain way so having to do so much of that for all of these different people was a lot of fun so the um the oh, chris i'm sorry <laughs> all of the reactors i'm sorry i'm so sorry it was not it was not all of the reactors i do apologize <laughs> that specific episode was was a lot of fun for me because i just get to kind of deep dive in a different way that i hadn't been able to before but i really do love doing this for for all of y'all so thank you so much for everyone checking this out because this i i I really do try to put a lot of work into this, and I really do appreciate everyone who's watched it. It's kept me sane these past. We should interject. We should interject that, Chris. You have been on call to action before and on chill action. It was brief, and you did uh, get a little run in there with Kate Mulligan, but you were on. So technically speaking, let's uh, let's not uh, let's not throw this out there. So that's technicality. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, Malcolm's Middle Earth Media. What Schmodown competitor do you want to own an action figure of? Ben the Boss Bateman with the briefcase and the sunglasses and the yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to say y'all. I hate to sound basic and and uh, typical and just. I want a I want an Andrew and Ben action figure. Look, I already got my penguin over here. I don't have the guy in Apple, but I would love to have a Ben and do action. If I was going to have an action figure, I'm not big on action figures anymore, Becca, but if I was going to have one, it would be team action. And it would be in the team action gear. It would be them with the face going like this and like, ha, 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 sunglasses and all. And I push a button in the back and it says, where's the belts? That's what I'd want. Or a Mark oh. Ellis in the orange suit. <gasps> right? I want that too. Really? Yes. Yes. 
Mark and Christian at the desk, like as a set. Deck the desk the now we're just gonna get the whole thing. We're just get the whole complete set now that we're you, yeah, you have to have one of Jen Sturger with the microphone. Yeah. Definitely. And the okay, we, we see all of them. Okay, we've seen every show. Let's have like a play set. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picturing everyone as an action figure right now. Oh my god. They're called action figures for a reason, though. That's why we go with team action. That's right. Good night. What's your advice for a new podcast starting up? Oh, wants where you want to become our competitors and be looking for our, our secrets. That's what it is. Prepare to have no social kidding, life. Kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That's it. That's that is part of it. That is part of it. I mean, if, right. I, if I had anything to say, I would say one thing. Set a schedule. Keep a schedule. And make sure you're consistent. The more you find, we found that this show, this channel, um, it took a long time to find traction but I think we actually, you can say we found our traction a couple of different times, but the one time, I think one of the things we really, it really kind of set us a stone when we made that schedule and we stuck to it. This is our 31st episode of Chilled Action, for example. We took one week off when we were in Spectacular, and I think we took one week off during the holiday, Christmas, New Year's time. We took one week off. The rest of the time, we have been on this channel uh, every Monday. Uh, except for the one time I think we did we did do the special Christian Harlot episode because we went on whenever he wanted us to go on basically at that point when he could. So but otherwise it's either Sunday or Monday every week and just set to that schedule and keep to it and stick with it. Just stick with what you're doing. You know what you I mean find something and, and keep at it. That's basically my that's my advice. Absolutely. My advice would definitely be to start if you have an idea. Look, I know that there's there's been a lot of us, especially right now with what's going on. But if you have an idea for something, start. If you feel like you're doing the same thing as everyone else, who cares? doesn't matter. Just start. If you have an idea and you really want to do it and you feel proud of it and you feel confident in your idea, all you have to do is start. The hardest thing to do is start. Um, you can go back and look at all of the, the first things from Call to Action to where we are now. We are definitely not the same. You will learn. You will grow. But the most important thing to do is just start. Start. Go. It's not. It's not hard to talk to your computer. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it feels like it might be, and it is weird every once in a while. And I, I, I guarantee you, from day one to today, there are plenty. Like I'd still go to sleep at night thinking about how many times I've put my foot in my mouth, and how much <laughs> I hate being on the internet. But here we are. Uh, so my just, just start if you really want to do it, and it's something that you want to do. Be proud and. Right. Or just fucking start, man. Yeah, absolutely. So let me see that podcast. Send me those links. Y'all got something for us to look at? Ooh. Send me them links, y'all. Everything. Part of this question for PLD, which at Harris Film is your all-time favorite. That's different than asking me my favorite role, so I will answer. Oh, that point, I will say it's The Rock, because that is the one I watch more than ever, more than more than the others. For that, I could watch the shower room sequence on repeat the whole entire time. You walked the wrong goddamn room, Command. I'm almost getting erect. All right. Um, <laughs> let's see. Award. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, at least I admit it, you know. The Schmo way. You've all been one of the examples to follow for after shows and schmo down commentaries. Aww. Keep up the great work. Wow, that's that's very that's Thank very cool you. to say. Yeah. I really, really appreciate that. We, we do work our ass off and I'm happy to uh I happy to see that it, I mean, if you really feel, feel that way, that's that's great for us to hear, really. Um, more Jen, please. You want another episode with Jen Sturger? I'm guessing that's what you mean. Yes, please. We could do. We could definitely do that. Yep. Uh, yep. 
And we always go back and forth. We always laugh with each other. Who would we bring back first? And we always fight. Uh, okay, so back here. Sorry. Look, you could guys could try maybe have two different people on at once after you have everyone at one point, like having a Janine and Spence on. That's something I've thought of. That's something I thought of. I, I definitely dipped my toes in a little bit there. I uh, I did a we did an episode with like I said we did an episode with Paul and Adam. Obviously, they fit together. We did the episode with Mike and Shannon. We have they fit together. But as far as other interconnected. I would like to do that eventually. Maybe on the second time, the re especially when we repeat, it might be cool to have a little combination. Like we're going to have a reunited team action at some point. That might be something we want to do. Um, I don't know. What we, I don't know. What do you feel about that, Danny? I um, like I said to Paul. I've told Paul this before. Whenever we just kind of go back and forth with different things that we want to do with the show and having multiple people on and stuff like that. It's, it's a lot of work for both of us to do the kind of work. I know it does. It, it might not show so much inside of the show sometimes, but we do do a lot of prep work for this. So there's a lot of research and a lot of information that we do try to find. And we just kind of go with the flow uh, because we are at a limited time. We don't want to like go at this for like three hours. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't that doesn't get asked, but we always want to be prepared for certain situations, just like w with what happened today and having to kind of cut it short the way that we did. So we, we always try to be prepared as much as we can. So having to prepare for multiple people at a time is always um, a weird burden in a sort of way. But it's not a it's not a task that we're not up for. It's definitely something that we've talked about and that we've gone back and forth with. Like when 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 uh, when we've talked about having teams on, uh, just uh, teammates on and stuff like that. But I don't think having two people on is is something that we wouldn't do. There's a lot of stuff that we really want to do in the future, and and we're not opposed to doing anything because we're here for for the hangouts. So in other words, if you're hearing this, I just got to wear her down a little bit more. That's all. I'll just keep wearing her down. Eventually, she'll give in. That's the That's, idea. So the, basically, some of the stuff that happens on here is either me putting my foot down and telling Paul, no, this is going to happen, or Paul just pounding it inside of my head like this. We, But this is why we shouldn't. But this is. This, but this is. Why, this is. But. 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 But, but, Does it give and take? but if we do this, but, but look, I hear you, but <laughs> I hear you got you. a lot of big butts. You got a lot of big butts. I don't understand how many times I've seen, I hear you, but <laughs> in my inbox from Paul, whoo. I got to tell you, actually, the funniest thing, I'll even say this now, the best, uh, the phrase that we use all the time is when we want to be real with each other, we just throw <laughs> our dicks out on the table. How many times I've said that in her chat, I'm laying my dick out on the table. And then she'll say it back to me that she's laying her dick out on the table too. This so it's is, all. This is our. This is our working relationship. Sometimes, sure. whenever you're doing some stuff like this, and and you have and you both have ideas, and you're both leads on something, and you feel strongly about about a certain subject or anything, Paul, and that's just how we decided to. I honestly don't remember how it came about it's pr honestly probably something that i said first you might <laughs> lots I, of it, huh? I probably was just fed up with something i was like paul look my on the, on the table dude <laughs> no <laughs> that might have been what it was so paul and i do we this is fun this has been fun because so clip that out she put her dick in my dm box first that's right her dick <laughs> <in the box. laughs> 
Damn it. <laughs> Part of the test of if you could run one of the factions for a month, which faction would you choose and what would your first action be? That's a difficult question. I love all the factions for the most part. I love players I in all the factions. I'm a total show when it comes to the Schmodown. I'm not going to lie. I love them all. I love everything about it. I'm here for it. Uh, I would probably go, I'll say, See, I don't want to see. Here's a problem. I want to say dungeon, but I don't want to kick Kaiser out. I, I want to be with. I want to like run it with Kaiser. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I want so, to be like an advisor role too. Why don't I say? I'll say usual suspects because Sam seems like he's a little. He's not as there off. He's a little busy. So I'll I'll take with that, um, and I will trade something for. I'll trade for Ben Bateman and reunite team action. That's what I do. Okay, so my idea, my, the first thing that came to my head was usual suspects, but my I would make Janine and Guy a team. That would be my, that would there be you my go. There you go. But yeah, yeah, bring Ben, bring team action. And yes, I'll plug that for Malcolm. Malcolm's with me. Do you want my Ed Harris takes? I did do a rank them on take three, which we had a whole episode with me, Garth, and Malcolm. We did all the Ed Harris movies, so that was pretty cool, so... Let's bring on the best Denuzio. I don't think Kim wants to come on right now. She, uh, she's act well. She's actually walked away at this point. So if she comes she, over, she's in the chat. Beyond, she's, oh, is she in the chat now? Oh, I didn't get the. Yeah, face. she's doing she's, a lot of shit, saying you're stealing her ideas. Oh, that's playing the bronze. Tough. And oh, <laughs> I haven't gotten down that far yet. I'm over here. Uh, I'm over. I'm on, I'm going in there and sliding my mustache DMs. Okay, I gotta do that. Uh, Let's see what else. I'm going to get down to where Kim is because I don't even know where she is. I'm still on the higher up in the oh, Kim is on. <laughs> there she is. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Kim Kim. Um, <laughs> do you have anything you want to ask me, Kim, while you're on air? Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> air. Welcome to Chill to Marriage Council. Chill to Marriage <laughs> Council. Kim also says Jean and Guy. I get that. That's a very good team to have. I would, I would love and to see that. Guy would have been a great so. team. Absolutely. Uh, that's all the time we're going to have here, folks, because I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> look, 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 look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is a dangerous game. But you're right. I'm watching her on the couch over there. She's got her head down. She's typing away. I'm a little <laughs> scary. is going to pop up. I'm a little That's why I'm about to hit end broadcast. So uh, I can get away with it. You're gonna better than easy. <laughs> I never said you weren't. I never said you weren't. I think the only thing I have is I don't think I have any is I have a better mustache. It's about all I have on you at this point. But even that, you know, all that. Now Indiana wants to come on too, it looks like. All the cats, all the kittens. Hey, cats and kittens. That could be absolutely. So well, while Kim is actually uh, bringing on a meal, bring her on. <laughs> uh, that's up to her. She has the link anytime she wants to pop on. Yeah, if you have more questions for us or Kelsey, please make sure that you get them in the chat so we have stuff to talk about. <laughs> we can wrap this up soon. I mean, no joke aside, we can wrap this up soon. Uh, this, this is just an audible. So have a great night. Thank you, Kim Shaft. Thank you. Appreciate that. Danny, Trimisters, that wall behind Paul. teacher's whiteboard. There she is. There is Kim. And yes, Garth, probably if she really wanted to, she probably could grow her mustache. <laughs> She's that damn good. So uh, I do have the thing behind me. It actually is a it's a big bay window that I cover up with a poster board. I taped it up so that the sun doesn't come in. Chill to action. Kim Denuzio, that could be my next guest. I could have her on. You could ask her all the questions and embarrass the hell out of me. Um, 
I just want to point this out. There you go. Serious um, question from Ryan Kramer. Ethan was great, but so brief. Could you book your guests for a longer period, even if you only use them for less? Also, could we get Sam? Um, Sam moving on first. I'd love to get Sam Levine on. He's someone I would love to get on. I mean, he's definitely very busy also. But, I mean, we got Ethan on, so maybe I'm definitely someone I would love to get on. Absolutely. And then, Paul, let you address the rest of that question. Uh, Can you book your guest for a longer period? I'm not sure what you mean by that. I think we usually do go a little bit longer than what we do. We always like to ask our guests if they have a specific time that they have to leave. And there was just a there was just a time. There's a delay of getting on at this point. Um, So usually say an hour. I usually say an hour. Um, an hour to an hour and a half, and that's where you should go. And usually, people are good about doing that. I know Rachel only, only had 60 minutes one time, she did a lot of times. It just ends up being the way it is. I mean, it can be longer, it can be shorter. We try to get as much as we can in there. Yeah. Um, we'll do it. that's the best we can do. And Jake can, yes, <laughs> so yeah. there she is. Yes. <laughs> so we, we condense the episode as best as we can, and then uh, we just pulled an audible and decided to stay on and do this little QA for anyone that has anything else to ask right now. So there she is, and action cat. <laughs> uh, Brandon Buckingham, if you could choose any city for the first live event after quarantine, where would it be? Boston. Houston. Houston. They say Houston. Kim says Boston. I say either New York or Boston because New York is awesome. It's always the best live events to have, but Boston's also be a lot of fun too. So. And he's yeah. this fortune that you're about. <laughs> is Houston, and if you would like to know why, then you can go back and find the Schmobates episode uh, with me and Garth McMurray about why I argued why Texas is the best place to have a free-for-all because Texas is central. So why not have the first uh, Schmodown match that's going to happen after everything happened in Texas where everyone can come because it's sort of central. Go watch movies. Dean Morgan off Malcolm's question, favorite dollar action figure you had growing up. I had a limited edition Andre the Giant in his bad guy singlet. Uh, big wrestling, they're big rubber figures back in the day. You they really couldn't move them, but you'd wrestle hell of them. You had a steel cage, you had a wrestling ring, but I had to send away for the big bad guy Andre version. That was probably my favorite. I had a uh rogue doll that PLD got me as a romantic gift because he used to call me rogue. So that was my favorite. Actually, Very cute. Uh, I will tell it's the brief story here. Um, I went, I used to run a movie, uh, movie. I used to run a youth theater at the summertime um, and I would have rehearsals six to 10 every night. Uh, me and my buddies would go out and play basketball afterwards. And then we hit the only place that was open at like two or three in the morning, which was Denny's. Uh, and we had this really running joke between us where that Denny's was like a TV show. And so we cast the show. We'd give like the carrot, the cast, like a, the, the workers there names. We had like a norm, like from Cheers who sat at the, the bar all the time, different things. Anyway, this is where I met this one. She was a, my waitress for one of the overnight shifts. And the first day we got there, she like hosted she waitress. We saw her behind the scenes cooking food, behind everything. So I was like, holy shit. She's like stealing everybody's powers, just like Rogue. <laughs> she became, that was her, her cast name was Rogue. And uh, that's what kind of became the uh, inside joke we had there. That's very cool. So I did not grow up with action figures uh, very much or anything like that. I do have a really cute um, 
Jack from A Nightmare Before Christmas uh, nutcracker that I have. But growing up, I did have um, Barbies. Like I had a bunch of Barbies growing up, very typical. And the favorite Barbie that I had was this Christmas edition one that my mom got me. And it was like, it was um, an emerald edition. So it was like a Christmas emerald as my birthstone. I was born in March. And uh, this gorgeous green dress with like these red and silver rhinestones on it. And uh, I remember my mom telling me, don't open it. You can't open it. It's just supposed to be in the box. But I didn't understand that at the time. So, of course, I opened it. <laughs> and I think I've gone back and looked at the value of it. And I think the value of it now is something stupid, like $400 or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite toys growing up or anything like that, but the ones I remember the most were the Spice Girl dolls that came out because I insisted I had all of them and all the outfits. So I had like, and you couldn't find them all anywhere. So like I made my poor mother, because this was before Amazon and things, go to every single store we could find looking for these dolls. And now it's like, why did I even bother? But it was very important to me at the time. It was very important. <laughs> oh man, Spice Girl. Good times. Yeah. Action Cat needs a chill episode. Which Action Cat? But yes, All I agree. Action Cats. Mine would be the worst one on. Like, uh, oh god, there's Indiana. Indiana Jones, Marty McFly. Hi. It always bothers us, huh? Hi, cat. Uh, Garth Murray, get Kim her own show. The brains behind the mustache. That's very true. <laughs> yes. Very true. Uh, what is Kim going to step up and make PLD an action figure like Ethan's wife? Did? That's a good question. <laughs> oh, whoa. I can knit him I, one. You can knit me an action figure. I mean, knit action figure. I can go with that. I'll go with that. That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah, Kim is good. Yeah, I know, Ferris. I know. I know. You tell me all the time. Malcolm, Ken is listening. Yes, she has embarrassing stories <laughs> about lot. me. Um, whether I let her tell them is is uh, another question, but we'll uh, save that for we'll probably save that for ladies' night. Yeah, it's having a ladies' night called the dirt on PLD. Just like a episode, <laughs> just tell us everything. I'll have a dark shadow of that one. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll do it on my stream yard so we don't have to. There have you go. Depends on the next live event is if it's in September. LSC's excuse to be in Boston for the Aerosmith reunion. That is true. I don't know if you saw if everybody watched the Action Guys uh, yesterday. Mark Ellis was on the Action Guys, and he mentioned that specifically that they, if the Schmodown was going around, then they might want to do a weekend Schmodown with that in mind. They would do the Friday night uh, in Boston where Aerosmith, and by the way, Aerosmith opening act would be one of my favorite bands, Extreme. Aerosmith Extreme double build in Fenway Park, followed by a Schmodown event. So I would be all over that myself. Uh, Kim, if you come to Boston, you can visit his friend's comic book store and get you all the road dolls and toys they have. That sounds great. That sounds fun. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Have I always had a mustache, Paul? Uh, I usually actually for a long time had a goatee. I had a full beard. Uh, at one point, I actually had almost a ZZ Top tape beard. It's almost that long. But uh, I actually now have to, this is all for work. I had to cut it down. They only allow mustaches because the, the rule book was written in the 1970s. Uh, I missed one. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, a couple of them. Who has the best facial hair on the Schmodown? Well, obviously, it's me, um, if I count. Uh, but I'm not actually in the Schmodown. So, uh, who all right, y'all. Thank you so much for hanging <laughs> <laughs> Who does? Actually, honestly, Probably Saul. 
Have you ever seen Saul's pushing redheaded beard? I mean, come on, that's pretty freaking good. Or beard, yes, I'm sorry. I know that's pushing. Yeah. A lot of quarantine beards happening, so you might see some more that are better. Don't shave your beards, guys. Let this quarantine go. Don't shave your beards. Wash it. Yeah, wash it. Wash your, you know, trim it up a little bit. Wash to your beard when you take a shower. Make sure you're taking showers during this time, y'all. If you if y'all aren't going anywhere, please wash your ass. Your beard. Wash your ass. Wash your beard. Wash your ass. Wash your beard during this quarantine. Thank you. So and much. you're right. Sean Sullivan also does have a great bushy yes, beard. Yes. Sean does have a good beard. Yes. Anyone that uh, I I love a scruff. Mm, that's scruff. Nah. You know, the best Red Sox player ever. The baseball casters are just saying how much I miss baseball. Best Red Sox player is, it's hard to not say Ted Williams was the best ever. Um, my favorite growing up was Wade Boggs. And my favorite best recently, in recent times, got to be David Ortiz, right? I mean, I mean, the guy had so many clutch hits over and over again. Big poppy, you can't go wrong there. So that's what I'll go with. Those three. Um, I love listening to him talk. It's I love his accent. It's so much fun. It's so. It good. Is. It <laughs> is. Uh, I, I'm not even gonna attempt it. I was about to, but now I'm not sorry. <laughs> not sorry. Um, so he's still, yeah, kinda, kinda using excellent powers at least. Uh, I was first in line for Spice Girl dolls, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> I was very drunk around that time, so you never know what I was doing at that point. Cat to action, I like that. Uh, um, I just, this was a lot of fun. Okay. This was, are we good to go? You want to you end up wrapping this up there, Danny? I think we're good. Okay. Let's see. I think we're good. I do not see any more questions in the chat. Um, I do see one specifically, just as this will be the last one. She answered. Best nickname, PLD, Milthana, or Jake the Bitch, I Cavetta. Or Al Cavetta. Is that Al Cavetta? Maybe. Um, I, it's hard for me to say. I'm going to accuse myself since I'm actually involved in that. But Danny, you can answer that. Um, just because uh, of the amazing picture of Milthana, that one's mine. Milthana is pretty good. General Milthana. Danny? <sighs> who do I pick? Are you asking me who I pick? Yeah, what's your, what's your best nickname there? Neothana. Neothana, yeah, Neothana one. There, that, that's pretty good. I think that one might, may be the one that wins. So, <laughs> all right, Danny, you want to plug anything? That's right. Yeah. Well, oh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Sorry that the that the chill interview was a little bit shorter than usual, but we're glad that we got to hang out with y'all tonight in the chat. Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Danny Joy D A N I E D J O Y. There's no double E. Yes, there is a double E. D-A-N-I-E-J-O-Y. You got it. You can find me on Twitter at Danny Joy. You can find me here every Monday on Chill to Action next week, hanging out with Brianne Chandler. We're super excited to, uh, to hang out with Miss Movies herself, uh, one of the OG podcasters on YouTube and uh, OGs in the game for Schmodown. So very much looking forward to that. You can find me on uh, the Facebook pages. I'll be in and out of there. You can find me anywhere else that you can get all of your call to action set. Hang out with me. Follow me on Twitter. Do all of that stuff. I got stuff coming up soon. I promise. Big shout out to everyone that donated to my coffee account. I do have uh, stuff coming in and I cannot wait to talk about that later. Not going to plug that too much here. I will bring you some stuff later on this week. I totally promise y'all it's coming. Woo! All right. 
Kelsey, what about you? All right, you can find me at KelseyKins90 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we also, T Public, we've got merch. Check it out. Uh, we have some shirts and things on there. So that's some cool stuff you can order while you have nothing better to do the shop online because that's what I've been doing. Not good. Um, and then I have my own channel. Just look for my name, Kelsey Kirkland. And when you see my face, click on it. And you can find my channel where I do gameplays, I do trailer reactions, and I review Harley Quinn stuff. So check it out there. All right. You find me at Paul underscore Denuzu on Twitter. Want to give your Twitter address out, Kim? No. No, you don't? Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, uh, you can find me also on this channel as well. You can find me on the Action Industries YouTube channel weekly with my boy, Richard Eric Jarvie. We do a show called Class Action uh, weekly on Saturdays at this point. An occasional live stream on Sunday nights late. Um, you can also find me on my own YouTube channel that I've opened up called PLD Projects. I do a show on Star Wars, a show on V, and I have a, a new show in the works that I might be working with uh, some guests, more be live stream from them, but I'll, I'll talk more about that at a later time. Otherwise, that's it. That's it, guys. I'm so proud of both of y'all for doing things. Oh. Super pumped. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We love you guys all. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, we always love having you guys on Chilled Action. That could be. That probably should be. <laughs> Um. <laughs> That's right, y'all. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us on this Monday. As always, make sure that you check out everything Action Army. Make sure that you do anything action related. And as always, we salute. Salute. Yeah. Hmm?